Hey guys, hope you've all been well. Welcome to chapter 7. So today we'll be talking about slut shaming slash sex shaming. And uh, let's just get right into it, shall we? So what is slut shaming? Alright, if we look up the dictionary meaning, it is a noun. The action or fact of stigmatizing a woman for engaging behavior judged to be promiscuous or sexually provocative. Some of the criticism smacks of slut shaming, that's in quotation marks. From this definition alone, it's very heavily targeted and focused on women and females. So girls, women, just generally females. Um, There is a double standard where men or boys who engage in sexual behaviors and activities they are sometimes shamed, I'm not saying that they don't get shamed, but there is a lot more praise than there is shame for the men. So there's a huge double standard. So let's go back in time to like have a little history lesson. So where did it originate from? So let's talk about the caveman days uh, really quickly. So traditionally back then, men would go hunt and get food and for the families and everything, and the women would stay back in the the village, the hut, the cave, uh, bear children, cook, and maintain the, like, clean version of back then. So, like, maintain the hut or the cave or dust the stones or whatever it is. So, that was the role. So, women were at home, bearing children, looking after the babies and cooking and cleaning, and men were out bringing in the dough or bringing in the, the boar or whatever it was. Let's fast forward a bit to the ancient Rome days, where a bit more, there was a bit more civilization. Women were categorized based on their purity. So when you're a woman in the ancient Roman days, you belong to your father from birth. You belong to your father, and there was even a dress code for women who were promiscuous, so whores back then, and then the women who were still pure. The women were, or belonged to the men, so belong to the father and then that would be until she's married off to her husband so then she belongs now to the husband and so forth so forth with their children so young boys would go off become men and then spread their seed and the women will just belong to the father until the next or when she's ready to have a husband that sounds great doesn't it so this there was this oppression where oppression age where women back then who were prostitutes or whores uh, they would be outcasted they would be shamed and in some cases they would be stoned to death because they were like for shame like they were disgusting they were frowned upon whereas ironically or funny enough if the men of the village like the husbands the the fathers uh, the men of the village were to visit the brothels and visit these halls, that was okay. So, <laughs> that's history. Uh, let's fast forward a bit more to modern times. So, the biggest, the first form of cyberbullying that we had was around when Bill Clinton had the affair with Monica Lewinsky. So, from that whole time when it blew up, the focus was more on Monica. So Monica Lewinsky had been sex changed. She had been called a bimbo, a twat, a fruitcake. Um, she was called all the names under the sun. 
And even though she was in a position where Bill Clinton was, uh, had power over her, and this was, this was known, this was known that he had power over her, and he had the upper hand here, and she was not a victim, but she was under his influence, because he's the president. Uh, she took all the blame, and she got all the blame. Whereas Bill Clinton got off with like a slap on the wrist. So that's a bit more modern times. So let's fast forward to like now. The more feminist new age definition of slut shaming specifically is that there's a focus on women that can't be promiscuous without being trained. What? So let's try that again because that was just verbal diarrhea. So some new studies on slut shaming mention that it is a power or control move to strip women of sexual liberties. And it's an attempt to control how women behave, dress, and what they can do in social settings. How does this apply to dating in the 2000s, or currently now? There's a weird mix of old school values and new age behaviours around sexuality and sexual behaviours. So, one, sexuality, like casual sex is on the rise, it's becoming very common, and okay now I guess dating in this time is a bit awkward because there's a bit of cherry picking in which uh, age and cultures that people want to date in you've got men who um, want women to be wifey material you know cooking clean and be at home all the time and be presentable but they don't want to be the sole income earners like they were in the 50s Women want men to provide and um, be the, like, just shower them with gifts and money and do everything pretty much. But they don't want to provide a home and look after their home and uh, provide them a family because in this age, not everyone has to have children. Uh, <laughs> men want women who, who are sexually available all the time, um, you know, promiscuous. But they don't want to date someone who's been with over a certain amount of partners. Men want women who are more feminine and done up and doled up. But they don't want the high maintenance and the time that comes with it. Uh, so there's now a double standard on double standards. Branching out from slut shaming. Um, I like to call it sex shaming, not slut shaming. Because now there it covers everything. Um, in a day... Where there's she's, he's, they's, them's, queers, straight, poly, bi, trans people. It's not just a simple uh, slut, man whore, or like a specific name anymore. I just call it sex shaming because there's so many things to cover. So why do people sex shame? Um, why do people in general do anything mean or rude? Or attack people verbally. Um, it's it's always just down to insecurity. Or jealousy. Or projection. Sometimes it's to fit in with a certain group. So let's say like you just hop in the bandwagon. And then you convince yourself. But most of the time it is. The three days. Insecurity, jealousy and projection. Which are kind of all very similar as well. As most of you would know. Um. So it doesn't stop with just someone's promiscuity, uh, promiscuity 
and how many partners they have and had. It also applies to social media, like what pictures are posted, how they dress in their Instagram, uh, how they dress in person, how they dress on the street. You know, if someone wants to walk in a sheer top with their bra showing, you know, she's asking for it. She's asking to um, have sexual advances of at her or for people to catcall her or to, uh, I don't know, even grope her or like just have no self-worth pretty much so if you dress really promiscuously apparently you have no self-worth makes sense not really um different kinds of sexuality are also shamed so by this i mean if someone is particularly into any kinks or fetishes it's very easy for people to say that's weird or that's disgusting or i can't believe he's into feet or um, pretty hands or just something very on the surface to like just easily point out and be like that's weird it's usually the attack is usually coming from one's insecurities and fears of sexual unknown so if we are not comfortable with the fact that someone likes pretty feet because to us we don't classify that as a sexual thing and then let's let's just break down the body parts so for i guess the typical person if you see a woman who has a nice marilyn monroe figure pretty face or cut like you know to their to them a pretty face uh we would classify them as attractive but as soon as you look at their individual features so let's say i look at this um person and let's focus on her feet because hypothetically let's say we're into feet uh she's got very nice feet uh, nice toe distribution no manky toes um no calluses or bunions or athlete's foot i don't know if you can see athlete's foot but she's got nothing rank on her feet um and i see that and i'm like they're pretty i'm attracted to that what is so weird about seeing feet and saying that is uh, a turn on then saying i like her 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 abs her stomach or her breasts or her arms how like they're very slender or very certain way um it's just because no one focuses and fixates on individual parts that feet foot fetishes are weird um this is just a really vague example once you get into other examples like pee play you know people who like golden showers or scat play where people like to play with shit um or when you talk about more extreme things where they like to play with knives or blood um i'm personally not into knives and blood because i feel like that's really scary and intimidating for me but i don't judge it uh it's just not for me and i don't feel comfortable um for most people they would look at me and think wow you're into a lot of really weird shit i'm not into a lot of quote-unquote weird shit i'm just very open to it and i try to give things a fair go before saying no i'm not comfortable with it and then how did i get this way so let's talk about my experiences with uh slut shaming so um let's all say it's safe to say that it starts in high school that's when slut shaming happens because 
body parts are growing, people are attracted to each other, then there's more excuses to talk about sexual behaviours and sexual acts. So in high school, there was, I remember there was a girl who was dating a guy a year above us, um, and he spread a rumour that she let him finger her in the cinema. So this rumour went around, all young kids were not very experienced with sex, or I think most of us weren't experienced with sex, so we think, oh yeah, she's a slut, she's a slut. Um, you know, she let him do that, so then she must be like loose or easy or whatever. Um, at the time, I thought, yeah, this girl like must be easy because she just let him do that in the cinema, but then they're also dating, so that's okay. But then, I at the time, I thought it was a bit odd that we were talking about it, um, just because, you know, the girl didn't say anything, it was the boyfriend who went and told everyone in both year groups, so my year group and the year above his, I mean his year group, that was the year above mine, uh, so at the time I thought it was a bit weird, but yeah, you know, you just hop on the bandwagon and you say, yeah, yeah, she's a slut, um, looking back now, I can see that this guy was a major twat, Um, purely because if you're in a relationship, which he was at the time with this girl, why would you put her on this platform and embarrass her and expose a very, like, private, um, private thing between the two of you to everyone? So, clearly he was trying to prove something and make it seem like he was getting action, uh, and I do feel bad for this girl now. I'm pretty sure, I've, I've seen that around, uh, I'm pretty sure she's okay now, but that would not have been a great experience in, you know, year, year seven, year eight, year eight, um, that was a pretty shitty move, and I feel bad, and I, I take back anything I said, um, in my 20s, I, I heard a lot of stories, um, about other people being more sexually open and liberated, so, because I wasn't very active, I was listening a lot, and I was very curious. Um, so people who like went on Tinder hookups on the weekend, or went to the bar, pub, club, whatever it was, and would make out with random people, I was uh, jealous. I admired them more. So I thought, wow, that must be so fun. That must be so cool. Like, I would also want to do that. And um, I never, I didn't slut shame them, it was more like I admired them and wanted that as well, but also at my own pace, because I knew what my situation was with my my timeline in how things progressed, I guess. So, fast forwarding to present day, (laughs) my experiences, I've received a lot of weird looks um, when I tell people what I've done and what I'm into and what I talk to people about because it's it's not normal I guess I don't like the word the word normal um so it's not quote unquote normal and I do have people close to me who some people I can't actually talk about the things that I do and um engage with because I know there will be uh, a lot of judgment and that's something I've taken on board uh, I can't be as expressive and transparent with them as I would like to 
uh as well as i get a lot of or well, not a lot but like i get a few comments from from guys uh there was one thing that someone said to me last year in 2020 that stuck with me and it bothered me for the longest time and i didn't understand why uh so what happened was beginning of covid there was a push-up challenge that was posted so it was pretty much uh do 10 push-ups, tag 10 people, and then that kind of continues where everyone's doing 10 push-ups and posting on their story. So the first time around when I posted the uh, do 10, tag 10, do 10, tag 10, um, I posted a lot of my girlfriends because I have a lot of girlfriends or more girlfriends than guy friends. And a lot of them just kind of replied and said, oh, I'm too weak or I don't want to do it or... Uh, I'm, I'm embarrassed or you know they just kind of weren't participating so I was just like oh buzzkill come on like just do like on your knees if you have to or do easy push-ups or like more elevated so it's easier for you just do the push-ups no one really wanted to participate so I was like oh that's a bit boring and then um I got tagged in the the challenge again so then I was just like okay I'll like do it again um and then tagged more of my guy friends because they're more gym inclined they're more athletic inclined and they're more willing to you know post up push-ups on their on their instagram because why not and the comment that was posted like dms to me afterwards totally uncalled for uh so one of the guys that i tagged in the second time the second challenge he messaged me and said why do I feel like all these are all the guys that tried to fuck you? And at the time, I kind of joked it off and I said, haha, like, you know, I, I did go on a date with one of the guys, but they're just my friends. Like, that's it. I don't know why this is a thing or being brought up. And um, that conversation eventually just turned into a, like a regular chat, like small chat. For the longest time, I didn't know why this comment bugged me so much. Um, it really bugged me like it was just always on my mind and I didn't really understand why and the more I thought about it and the more I looked into sex shaming uh, and slut shaming I realized that was a form of slut shaming so him bringing to attention how many partners or potential partners that I've had um, as a joke even was totally unnecessary and it was the same thing when I dated Mr. Red Flag so he would joke around about how many partners I've had and and if my phone or um yeah if my phone I don't have anything else if my phone buzzed or vibrated or made a noise he would make a joke like oh is that Mr. Wednesday calling or is that Mr. Tuesday messaging and bringing that to the surface it didn't bug me but why did it have to be brought up? Like, is that a problem that you have? Is that projection? Is that a problem for you? So that is probably the most, the last time I've been spoken to like that. Ever since then, I don't really put myself in situations where I leave myself open for these comments. Just because as much as it, like, it doesn't bother me, someone calling me names doesn't bother me at all. But 
it is also unnecessary noise in my life and same goes for everyone else um it's unnecessary noise for anyone to have sexual comments about them because honestly it isn't anyone's freaking business so apart from the the typical forms of slut shaming and sex shaming uh there is a new age new evolution of slut shaming where the kinks the kinky people the kinky crew are now shaming people who are vanilla as well as the vanilla people are now shaming people who are into kinks um (laughs) there is a rise of people into kinks now so bdsm sub and dom relationships uh, are growing more popular and people are understanding this and becoming more interested in it Uh, but now there's a bit of a very big gap between people who enjoy regular sex um, and people who enjoy extreme sex I'll call it Um, so you can see on social media there is a big divide between people who are very sexual or no very sexually experimental and the people who are very um not uh there is nothing wrong with either side but there's a lot of heat going around between the two and same thing it's very unnecessary and where does it come from where does it stem from same thing uh it's the unknown it's the uncomfortableness it's the shame so if someone's into a very highly kink sorts of sex they would shame or bring down anyone who was into more vanilla type of sex because it's um, classified as boring or basic or just not fun Um, and putting them down because apparently kink is the epitome of fun Uh, as well as vanilla people putting down people with fetishes and kinks because it's it's foreign to them it's weird it's unknown it's two opposites where there's no understanding or no willing to understand the other side and that's where the shame comes in the shame because people don't want to understand people don't want to accept that there's something different besides from what they they enjoy or what they like Um, as well as people who also don't practice sex people were celibate um there is nothing wrong with being celibate or saving it for marriage or saving it for whatever reason you want to save it for there is absolutely nothing wrong with it and boundaries need to be respected in these senses um if someone doesn't want to participate in kink if someone doesn't want to participate in vanilla or in general like sex in general um those boundaries need to be respected and not shamed upon so i just wanted to end this episode on the on On nudes nudes. (laughs) not on the nudes on On nudes nudes. just an fyi for anyone who has ever sent a nude um and they have been spread shared or they're even being threatened that um or to do something because if not that person's going to spread them or show people or whatever um there are laws against this just so you know someone may be prosecuted for distributing a intimate image without consent um so this is a crime you can report them you can go to authorities and let them know 
uh, there are T's and C's, I guess, behind this. The only thing is you, in order to prove it, you would need someone who has seen it to come forward and uh, to say, to vouch and say, I have seen the photo, um, just in case evidence has been removed. Um, anyone who has an OnlyFans, if anyone shares that and threatens you with the same thing, everything on OnlyFans is copyrighted. Any photos, videos posted on there belong to OnlyFans. If anyone were to take your your content and use it against you, contact OnlyFans. They will hunt them down. They have lawsuits against this. They have, they have the legal power to kill this motherfucker who's trying to get at you. So, just FYI, know your laws, know your facts. Try not to send nudes in the first place, because it's, oh, it's not a good thing. Um, but for those who are on, like, more open platforms like OnlyFans, um, you do have support from the company. Uh, and, yeah, so make good decisions, take good photos, and um, know your laws and how you can protect yourself. Uh, and with the slut shaming thing and sex shaming, just be more open, be more understanding. Uh, it's not nice to shame anyone for anything within sex, sexuality, outside of sex, relationships, anything. So um, call people out. If people are slut shaming and sex shaming, tell them knock it off. You know, it's not cool. Um, yep, so that's it for today's episode. Uh, Bye.